Welcome in to the DNVR Gaming Podcast presented by WGT Golf, the most beloved and popular free golf game in the world. You can download it right now at dnvrgolf.com. You can play closest to the hole or full stroke play at world famous courses. You can get waxed or you can wax just about anybody here on the DNVR staff or in the DNVR community. We keep having to expand the country club because so many of you out there are having fun with it the way we are having fun with it. It's been really cool to see the way the community has rallied behind this thing, the way there's basically now a sub-community of DNVR WGT golfers who are always talking to each other about the games they're playing and setting up matches. It's a whole lot of fun. I've been enjoying it. Uh, I know that Rudo and AJ have been enjoying it, but we none of us have mastered this thing yet. I'll tell you that much. You don't have to be good to enjoy it, for sure. <laughs> yeah. the, the three of us are, are ironclad proof that you don't have to enjoy it to be good. Let's hop right into our main topic of conversation today because it's a big one. It's been an ongoing one through the video game industry and then the other industries that we're going to discuss for a long time it is the checkered past of adapting video games into other media primarily movies and television um you know there have been some like I, I guess cartoons would fall under the realm of television uh there have been novel adaptations over the years we probably won't spend too much time talking about those unless it comes up and someone has something to say but for the most part, it is like we're not going to be talking video game books, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Hard pass. I have no thoughts. I have thoughts, but only related to movies. So we'll get into that. <laughs> right, right, right. And so I, I think, you know, a, a good place to begin is with the obvious concession that the vast majority of video game related media that are not themselves video games have failed on both a creative and commercial level uh, that, that most of them are quite bad. And since that's the case, why don't we start there? And, and why don't, why don't the two of you give me both just sort of your most egregious uh, Rudo, I'll start with you on this one uh, offenders over the years off the top of your head, just you, you go, man, that video game movie is, it's doing a disservice to the video game industry, or this is just flat bad, whatever it may be, what stands out most to you? Well, I, I hate to go back to the well on this one and say the, the recent World of Warcraft movie um, <laughs> was absolutely terrible, uh, but it, I'll, I'll even expand it beyond this movie and say that any game franchise with a significant amount of story involved and lore behind it if you're going to make a movie of it, it needs to be canon. You can't just make shit up and change the rules and do whatever you want and change the whole story of the game and expect people to like it. Like, you might as well not have even called that movie the World of Warcraft movie. You've just been like, here's some orcs, here's some humans, they fight, and then they make up. Like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's one of the things uh, I think that will develop as we go throughout here. We, we see there's a number of different ways people have tried to do this. And I actually think there's a lot of comparisons to the comic book industry and how 
you know, I, I often refer to the 90s as the era when people made comic book movies that had nothing to do with comic books and were not at all, you know, related to those characters. And I think video games are still going through that phase and World of Warcraft is a, is a pretty egregious example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunate, egregious example. Uh, what did you think of that one? And what are some of your... Uh... Did you guys actually see the movie, by the way? Just the wild yeah, yes. yeah. unfortunately, I, I would yeah, assume I because it's because you're gonna see it because <clears throat> it's the the original property what? is so that, close to your heart, so you've got to at least check it out. They right? have you by the uh, by the soft bits for sure because you have to go see it to make sure it's bad. But so I did not see it until uh, I started dating Z, and you know she's huge World of Warcraft fan, and so it was like. She agreed to watch the Marvel movies with me because she had never seen any of them. And that was the trade off. <laughs> I agreed to watch Warcraft. And, like, obviously, like, I'm like 20 movies in debt here. But <laughs> right. I, I think Warcraft counts for multiple movies. <laughs> dude, that, that movie, bad. it was, I was literally talking to her about it this morning. Like, that movie was, it was bad. Like, it was so terrible. And it's funny because it had that reputation when I went and saw it. When we sat down to watch it together, I was like, oh, I'm expecting this to be really bad. And it ended up being maybe just a touch better than I was expecting because Warcraft fans hated it so much (laughs) that I was like, this is going to be the worst movie I've ever seen. And so I was expecting a Mario level catastrophe. Um, and it's, I don't think it's far off, honestly, but it's, it, it, I liked it. I I mean, there were, there were things about it that I enjoyed, but I am also not super familiar with Warcraft lore. So, okay. And and I was going to kind of ask a question sort of related to that. Maybe Rudo can jump in here too, but while we're on our, our favorite series here, um, Final Fantasy has an odd relationship with this as well. The first movie ever produced with the final fantasy name on it very famously the spirits within uh had very little to do with final fantasy and when there it's kind of been an agreed upon consensus over the years that most of the problems people had with that movie were that it just why is this called final fantasy what is it there's no chocobos and moogles or any of this other stuff but if you remove all of that and if it had literally just been called The Spirits Within, and people didn't know it was supposed to have anything to do with the video games, like it's a decent sci-fi movie that like on its own is in no way bad. So, so if I watched Warcraft and had no idea it was supposed to be based on anything, would I still be like laughing at the writing and acting and the plot and, and all of that stuff? Probably. Yeah, you know, it's it, bad, dude. It, it was baseline bad. And then... I can't speak to the Final Fantasy games. Well, I guess let me ask you this. <clears throat> Could the Final Fantasy movie be considered canon, like, in its own little, like, was it just some own little area of the world where maybe they just didn't have chocobos or whatever? One of the nice things about that series is you can count a lot of stuff as canon because of how <laughs> often they reboot and how many different things. Like, I actually think the parallels are pretty clear. So I would argue yes, but I would say that most of the fan base would say, no, there's not enough stuff in there. Okay, um, because, yeah, the that was part of the failure of the Warcraft movie is they basically took uh, 
main storyline of the games and changed it significantly. Oh. And like the creators of the games had to come out and say, yeah, that is, we're not counting this movie as part of the actual story at all. Right. And then oh, so, so Wizard bad. comes out and is like, <laughs> we tried, but yeah. uh, this ain't it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the spirits within went a completely different direction and just, it's just not related to anything. Yeah, so it's I, its own side story I, that you I can take it or leave it. Right. Way more acceptable than changing inherent things that have been part of the franchise. Right. Taking established lore and characters and rearranging them yeah. for a Hollywood <laughs> thing. Ooh. Ooh, that's the Dungeons and Dragons movie that I went to the theater to see when I was like 12 or whatever did that. And it's just like, why? Who asked you to do that? This story is already written. You don't have to change it. Right. That was the point in the first place. It is interesting. AJ mentioned uh, the Super Mario's uh, movie, one of the more famous examples of it. And on the Wikipedia page that I'm on, you know, <laughs> the research that's gone into this pod, uh, of the all the list of all the films based on video games, it starts there. That's the very first one. Like you would think maybe there's like a handful of things before that, but that's the one on this list, at least. Like the history of video game movies starts with this adaptation of Super Mario Brothers that had nothing to do with Super Mario Brothers or a mushroom kingdom or any of this like it just it's just a couple of italian guys going to a weird alternate dimension where dennis hopper's being kind of weird and creepy it's a good way to put it where dennis hopper is being inexplicably bizarre yeah and I you like just it. don't understand what's going on you none of it really gets explained and it's just like this super random like mishmash of stuff from the Mario games where you're right. just like, okay, like there's like, they're like these Italian dudes and they're plumbers. And like, now these are like, like the dinosaur dudes, I guess. And can, can someone explain the obsession to, to me of taking video games and making them into real life acted movies? Why not? Like, it seems like, it would be built for an animated franchise of some kind or something. I'm right. sure you could even like for modern games that look better, you could probably hit up the studios and be like, Hey, send us your 3d models and we'll just use those. Right. Like I think oh. there, there are talks about like a kingdom Hearts series on Disney plus or whatever. And like that makes the most sense in the world. Cause that's basically what that already is. Yeah. Animated Disney Pixar movies that are now can be a show, but um, didn't mean to cut you off there, AJ. What, what well, the thinking? next the next Mario movie is supposed to be um, animated for the Brad, record. Brad, like, why have we taken so long to get here? Why have we had to have movie after movie of like at well, best a, like a lot half of the, CGI'd? A lot of the a lot of the movie adaptations that we've gotten have been. Um, like like Mario was one where it's like, okay, how are you going to make a movie into this, right? But it's not hard to see where they could look at uh, Resident Evil or oh, or Tomb or Tomb Raider or any right. of the fighting movies, um, you know, the Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and uh, Double Dragon, I guess, where you're like... Those are actually the next three on the list, by the way. You, you just nailed it. After Super Mario Bros. comes Double Dragon, then Street Fighter, then Mortal Kombat in that order. <laughs> it, okay. <laughs> um, 
but like like those those it's easy to be like okay well you can just get people to play these characters because these characters in the games were played by people like yeah. just regular people yeah. that could do stuff and so i think those adaptations you know silent hill um uh, i they and they, they did multiple silent hills uh they did the hitman movies like hitman mm-hmm. like that's it's not those the hitman movies weren't even like Oh bad, my bad. God, these yeah. are so bad. Like they were, they were, they were bad for you know in in, ref, in relation to movies, right. like good movies. But in terms of video game movies, the Hitman movies were pretty acceptable. Yeah. Um. Like like a lot of these are really easy. Like Need for Speed. You know, you just drop a dude into a fast car and you have him go do stuff. Right. And like it's, I think, I think that's pretty. I think. To, to your point on that, like, that's easy. Like, Warcraft, you could have easily just been like, hey, maybe, you know, because the, the cinematics in, in WoW are awesome. Yeah. So maybe just string together 90 minutes of awesome exactly. cinematics. Exactly. 90-minute cinematic is exactly what it should have been. And, and just make, like, so, like, in that world, I could totally, I'm down with just making that one an animated movie. Yeah. Um, but But, like, you see, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the adaptations are just okay. We're going to take people. We're going to put people yeah. into the movie. You well, know, the franchise that's done both successfully, maybe the only one. I can't claim that because I can't <clears throat> claim you know encyclopedic knowledge. Halo. Halo has released live action standalone flicks that are, I would argue, at the very least, decent, if not pretty good. Um, and again, they sort of do that thing where they're in the Halo universe tertiarily, so they don't have to mess anything right. up too much. And then that uh, collection of animated shorts uh, that's very much like the Animatrix in the Halo universe is extraordinary. Um, so, yeah, I, I, th- I think there's valid ways to do both. And, and within those two ways, they show you like the ones that are, are live action, you know, they're more they're on the ground, they're more militaristic, they're they're less based in you know all the aliens and space stuff. They're more personal stories toward told about soldiers caught up in the conflict, and then the animated stuff is big and bombastic and does all of the cool epic sci-fi stuff. It's like it kind of shows you which two ways you can go with that. I guess, yeah. For for some of the movies that are successful, particularly the non-animated ones, I think are the ones that don't take themselves super seriously. Like the Resident Evil series. In the grand scheme of movies, are they great movies? No. But if you want to watch uh, Mila Jovovich go kill hundreds and hundreds of zombies, if this is the movie for you. Like... <laughs> Some cool stuff with lasers. And- yeah, exactly. Like, don't they don't have to try so hard <clears throat> to make it matter to people it's a video game people are either already going to know the story or have no idea what's going on yeah (laughs) right so on the other end of uh this the the time spectrum here i think two movies that play an interesting role in this conversation that i thought were were good that were live action but relied heavily on cgi were the detective pikachu flick and sonic the hedgehog I was shocked by how not terrible Sonic the Hedgehog was because it had so many of the markers we're talking about here where like they kind of just 
invent a Sonic story to tell. Uh, it's loosely related to the games. Uh, they, they do the CGI thing on main characters. This even the early shots, right? Were yeah, like, I mean, terrible looking. I, I. With the Sonic one, I think the fan base almost single-handedly willed that into a decent movie because they just would not stop yelling about it until they got it right. Which, you know, more often than not, I I, I feel like that's yelling against the brick wall or just yeah. complaining to complain, but it, it seems to have worked in this case. And it's a funny, entertaining, completely non-offensive fun use of an hour and a half and and i and i don't think it you know it, it, there are nods to the deeper sonic lore and and stuff like that that i'm like oh like it's probably about as good I mean, as you could have made this that's a great way to put it that's the way like you can make references back to the original lore but in a mostly contained story where you're like, yeah, we're we're calling back to this franchise's history, but also this is kind of in its own little bubble, right. to where Sonic can do whatever he wants and it doesn't affect the actual games too much. Right. I want to uh, talk. Go go ahead, AJ. I did really like Detective Pikachu. I thought it was good. Yeah. I barely even consider that a video game movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I forget sometimes even that Pokemon is, was a video game first, and it's not just this thing that's always been around that's just a ubiquitous part of our society. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's certainly, that's the franchise that has uh, most consistently uh, breached other forms of media and just hung around. Because, yep, right. I mean, the Pokemon TV show was like... Massive. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was forever, and they've made multiple movies, and... Was Detective good. Detective Pikachu was was actually like it was like it's only related to Pokemon in that like Pokemon exist like in yeah, the world exactly right <clears throat> but like that's that's a good baseline for if you want to make a video game movie like you you touch on the s- similar things recognizable things and then you just act like that's a totally normal thing in that universe that like they're just Pokemon just freaking wandering around the streets, right? Like, you're just like, oh, okay. Well, that's the universe they live in, so it's not like a oh my god, look! You know, it's just a a regular thing, but so don't make, like, a big deal out of it. Like, be like, yeah, this is our universe, but explore that universe. Make it interesting in that, okay, yes, this is normal, but how do you make it? How do you make normal their normal interesting to us? Right, and I think that's the challenge that a lot of a lot of the adaptations have run into, where they spend so much time being like, "Oh my gosh, look at that!" And they're like, "It's they get caught up and try to do fan service that they make a bad yeah. movie." Yeah. right, right. Um, or, or or they go completely the other way and don't care at all about the original material it's like they get caught in, the, in, in that web one way or the other um i do want to talk about some interesting solutions i think to those problems moving forward in uh, a couple of recent adaptations but before we get away from some of the just bad or, or perceived as bad movies and some of the stuff in between aj you mentioned some uh, two fighting movies that are very near and dear to my no heart way. in both street fighter and mortal Kombat that are not and i i repeat not good movies <laughs> but I do think that the, especially the original Mortal Kombat, um, 
they were entertaining and they were uh, the original Street Fighter is completely non-respectful of the source material whatsoever. It's just legitimately hilarious. Was like, like was that, that one funny? Was that uh, Jean Claude Van Damme? Yeah, yeah. Like if you if you sort of step back and watch that movie just as like a campy beat 'em up '90s Hollywood action flick. Like the writing in it is actually pretty good. Um, it it's a funny movie, and I, and I think that there's an argument to be made that for those kinds of movies, that was the direction they could have and should have taken. Sort of like what Rudo was saying earlier about Resident Evil is like it didn't take itself too seriously. It had a whole lot of fun with it. It, it would they almost literally turn and wink at the camera a couple of times, and we're cool with it. Like it, it's chill, but. The, the thing is, they changed all of the characters, and so that pissed everybody off, because that's what we like as video game fans, is our characters. And so the fact that they were funny, it's like, Balrog and Zangief ain't supposed to be funny, bruh. <laughs> like, those are supposed to be big, scary dudes who kick your ass. So the fact that they were funny is incongruous to what we're coming to you for. No, no, man. Zangief was pretty funny in Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> right. Well, and now Zonkey is funny. Like that's and that's almost a tribute to that original Street Fighter movie. You know, the best line in the movie is when they're driving in the the all the weaponry and they're gonna blow up the bad guy's base and they're watching it on channel and Zonkey yells, "Quick, change the channel." <laughs> that's that's legitimately funny. I. Maybe I just can't speak to this with the Mortal Kombat movie because I didn't watch it until long, long after it came out. And a lot of those 90s movies just did not hold up at all. (laughs) Well, And and they rely... They feel very 90s when you go back and watch them now. You're like, oh... This does not look good. The the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, based on this list, is it was the first one to try to take the lore of the game and the premise of the game and yeah. turn it into a movie. Yeah, it's you have to like fight your way up between mortals and immortals. That's what we're doing here, and that's what that movie is. Is it good? Again, no. But it's the first time somebody went. I'm not just going to take this property and do whatever I want with it. I'm yeah. going to try to make it into a movie. They failed, and I, I still think they can do a much better job with some Mortal Kombat out there. But I like that, you know. Liu Kang was a a martial artist who had this relationship. Like all the stuff was the same, you know, Scorpion was the dead skeleton guy, fiery demon and sub zero was his nemesis. Like they kept all of that stuff in there. It just, they just didn't execute. (laughs) Shinsung's out there stealing dudes souls. Like everyone looked how they were supposed to look and did what they were supposed to do. It's didn't land. I mean, Uh, this is going to be pretty hypocritical of me, but compared to other games, how many players are playing fighting games for the story? I mean, I think for the most part they don't, but I do think that Mortal Kombat kind of always went out of its way from the beginning to try to separate itself there. And I don't, again, I don't know how successful they've been at that depends on who you ask. <laughs> sure. Um, and and you guys don't seem to be that into it. I think that Mortal Kombat, nope. less than story, 
does have very compelling lore and characters. Plot, no. I I think that the the characters and sort of their basic premise and the premise of of the world and stuff. And actually, the story in Mortal Kombat X I, or ten. I don't even because now it's ten because now we're on eleven or I don't even know what the hell they're doing there. Not the biggest fan of the franchise in the world, but I I did think that the last one had a pretty darn good story, and critics seem to generally agree. But I mean, I think you're right. You're not typically playing fighting games for the story. And there's also some decent fighting sequences in Mortal Kombat 1. The, uh, the biggest problem is where they tried to stick in super dated CGI, which totally ruins them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, oh yeah, and Ouroboros, good point. The Injustice series. Those are actually super dope. In fact, the story from those Injustice games has been so popular, they've turned them into comic books. They've gone the other way around. The adaptation, you know, the, the story of the Injustice universe in DC is now canon. Uh, or a, a type of whatever alternate universes are canon. We're getting <laughs> deep into the weeds yeah, there. But yeah. When you get into superhero canon, you can uh, you can yeah. go down some rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, were there any other ones that uh, before we get into the future and two other things that I want to talk about? Max Payne, uh, Prince of Persia. Max Payne was stupid because yeah, he was so dumb. The whole point, like the whole appeal of Max Payne as a game was like bullet time. Yep. Slow. And it was like, be a it was like, guys, we, we matrixed already. Exactly. Like <laughs> the matrix came out a long time ago. We don't need this. This is not interesting. Uh, we we briefly mentioned them. The Tomb Raider movies, I feel like, have largely been okay. I haven't seen the newest one. They should have been way better because yeah. it's like, how hard is it to Literally make, just make a game fun movie. <laughs> treasure hunting movie? Right. Just like even Indiana Jones 4 had elements of it. That were fun and interesting until it turned into this weird, like, aliens are Still here aliens. and are <laughs> controlling us. And now the pyramid is lifting off and flying away. What the hell is going on? But, like, treasure hunting movies are very, very easy to make fun and interesting. Yeah. And somehow Tomb Raider is, like, blah. Like, Man. it's just so meh. Across the board, like I'll watch National Treasure over and over and over and over, <laughs> but Tomb Raider would come on and I would be like, I'm good. Gorja or Gorga letting us know that Injustice is free on Steam, Xbox Live, and PSN at the moment. Dope. Those are really good games, by the way. They are. I I don't play a lot of fighters anymore, but I really did like those. They were yeah. they they were my style, they were my feel of fighter. Um yeah, I guess before we move on, my I would just like to give a shout out to not just movies, but maybe the worst animated video game series ever in Legend of Zelda. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, which, again, a little bit before my time, really. So maybe I didn't appreciate it for when it came out, but my goodness, when I went back and watched no, it, that was the, a disaster. It's like the uh, Star Wars Christmas stuff. Like yeah. Maybe <laughs> there were some people at the time who were like, this is a wholesome Star Wars thing. We're going to watch with the kids. But what in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> who 
Kind of went going the opposite way. Castlevania on Netflix is right. So, awesome. so this is this is the direction I I think I was going to take the conversation. Did anybody see Assassin's Creed? That was the only other thing I did not. I didn't see the Assassin's Creed movie. I heard it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, I bet he assassinates some people. So I <laughs> spoilers, man. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, but. I think um, that Castlevania and The Witcher are a perfect example of something that I've had a feeling about, but hasn't really been proved until those two shows, which is that video games, especially the big epic ones with great stories, this has always been the problem. If you've got a great story in a video game, it probably took you 40 or 50 or 60 hours to tell. If it's World of Warcraft, it might have taken you 10 years. And so trying to boil it down to an hour and a half long movie just doesn't feel right. But now we've got Hulu and Netflix and a billion other things and everything is a 10 episode season. And I feel like video games are going to fit so much better into this format, whether you're doing it animated or through live action that episodic is the, is the way to go here. As uh, relating to the Witcher, as a person who severely dislikes time skips in video games. They present a fantastic opportunity to tell stories about the characters in that world in situations like this, where you can say, all right, well you played through this and all throughout the game, they're talking about here's this time skip that you missed. And then all of a sudden you fill in the blank of that time skip with a a series of, of video movie, uh, season of whatever, whatever you want to call it. And everything, it brings the rest of the story together. Hard to do, because if you get it wrong, it's going to ruin everything. But it's easier to do in a vacuum like that, in a time skip where there's some references to it, but not a whole lot of things that are concrete. I like like the opportunities that shows present. Because you can tell, you can you can focus more on character development, and you can really tell the stories of how things get built and what makes those universes interesting. Like I think about the idea of a Mass Effect movie or a Mass Effect TV series, and it's like, of course I want a TV series, right. because I would love to. I would love to spend two episodes with Garrus doing whatever, right. you know, or Talia, you know, with the flotilla and checking out Corey in life and getting into the different things right like so many so many of the uh different stories that can be told that in a movie you have to just sort of mention or gloss over or whatever throw as an easter egg somewhere it really it really is the advantage of trying to translate games into cinematic experiences right you you throw them into a tv series you have time. You might have multiple seasons. You know, you have you you know you have multiple episodes, so you'll have more than an hour and a half, two hours tops to tell all the stories that you want. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you know say what you will about the way that it ended. Game of Thrones did us a, a huge service here by being this like counterexample to like well, I want to tell a, a big fantasy 
epic, like a, a Warcraft or a Final Fantasy game, but you can't do that in live action, or you could, you can't do it on television. So you clearly, can, um, you know. And if you've already got an, an ending that's well written, then you don't have to worry about what plagued <laughs> the issues, right? <laughs> if you're looking at it from a production standpoint, it's like I don't know. Can we put on television a scene where a giant army fights a dragon and have it be believable? Yep can you yep you can we know we know this is doable there's a lot of those kinds of things that that franchise proved out and so i, I you know i think that's going to help but i also think similarly the mcu has changed the the cinematic game a little bit because you could if you wanted to do episodic content in film and try to blow it out that way do either of you think that that's doable possible or that there's a video game franchise that might work better that way as as sort of a film franchise akin to the mcu as opposed to a episodic television show. i mean I it depends on the stories you want to tell yeah exactly and i certainly believe it's possible but it would be a lot easier to do in a, a TV series type of style because look at yeah. how many years it took to build the MCU franchise right. as it is. Well, and, and the downside of the MCU was the fatigue that it caused by exactly. the end. Yeah. It just took them, um, it probably took them three or four years too many to get where they needed to go. And like making those types of movies takes time. Right. It takes a lot of money. And if you were, just going to use Mass Effect for this because it's already on my mind about this. If you were going to try and do that, you know, you would have to have kind of an MCU style where this is the Garrus movie. You know, this is, this is you know, the, the first movie introduces Shepard and you, you know, the commander and you're rolling around and doing all your stuff, right? But <clears throat> if you wanted to make five of those movies and tell kind of the story of mass effect one or or i guess one through three whatever you would have to do it like like how they did in the mcu where each iteration sort of builds towards something how they all come together and you would have to have individual movies you know you'd have to have uh all the all the different characters instead of doing the side missions that explore that those would be standalone movies yeah it's uh, yeah. first of all Spoilers here. If you don't know this yet, I think it's your own fault. But <laughs> the reason Iron Man dying was such a big deal is because you just spent 20 hours of film watching this dude and growing yeah. attached to him. And yeah. when you compare that to, oh, here's an hour and a half long movie. You spent 15 minutes with this dude and now we're killing him. I don't it feel anything be, for that. It can still be sad, but it won't It won't feel the same as when right. you're like... This has literally been a 15-year journey watching this character grow and develop movie after movie after movie. Because you go back and you watch like the first Iron Man and you see what a what a jerk he is at yes, the start yeah. of that and how selfish he is. And then you go through two and three where he develops as a character and he starts to ask the bigger questions. And he starts to look at the bigger picture and he becomes more unselfish. He starts to think about you know, the things that would lead him to make the decisions that he does in other movies. You know, you get into the Civil War and, and some of the decisions he makes in that movie and all of that required those first couple of movies to happen. Right. If you were going to try and mash all that into one movie, 
right. you'd be like, wow, this character went through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? And and I think that's one of the things that these uh, these epic games, you know, the most famous death in the history of Final Fantasy, one of the things that they do is they leave that character slot open for the rest of the game. That they leave an empty slot there for you that you can just never fill. And there's like all these scenes in the game where like she should be standing. And it's they did you have to live with it for 50 or 60 hours, and there's no way to I, there's just no way to replicate that in an hour and a half long movie. So I think I think our movies, unless someone's got a really ambitious, well thought out, like MCU style, but maybe a bit tighter <laughs> than that plan. Yeah. The movie adaptation should stick to the the action stuff. The yeah, the, the Uncharted like Uncharted is perfect for making it yeah. making a movie. They're gonna they're making one. It's gonna be great. It's gonna it makes all the sense in the world. Honestly, with the way that the the way that media has developed, we went from a Halo movie makes all the sense to where is our Halo TV series? Yep, hundred percent, thousand percent. Yeah. Because that it's become such a big universe, there are so many games to pull from. You don't even have to tell those stories in movie form. You can take huge these huge universes that are established and tell side stories. Right. You know, if there's one thing that Star Wars has actually done well, because its main movie line kind of sucks, is that its offshoot stuff is interesting. Don't turn off the podcast, please. So. Like, <laughs> like, like Rogue One was cool. Solo maybe didn't work very well, but everybody was was at least interested to see it because it explored a character that people really liked. They wanted they want more of that huge universe. Right. Mandalorian, then, you know, another perfect example. Mandalorian, a great example of yeah. this. And if if one it's an area that the games have also accomplished because the games take this huge universe and they just start picking off different different yeah. aspects of it. Right. And like that's the great part when you create a huge universe that people just want to spend time in, they will. Just right. give them the opportunity. Having been one of the people that has read the Halo books, I think it's it's set up perfectly to to do like what Star Wars has done with the extended universe of, of Star Wars books that at least for a long time were considered canon. Now we're in a weird area with Disney, but uh, really good. Uh, but in current day, those books can be television series. They can be animated or live action or whatever, where you get to tell a random story, like AJ said, especially for these spacefaring video games where you have the entire universe to play with. It's so easy to just make whatever story you want and throw it in there. Right. So the rumors are going around. In fact, I think this has been greenlit, but hasn't been worked on. So who knows whether or not it will ever see the light of day but that there is going to be a live action final fantasy television show and of course that fills me with all kinds of mixed emotions and my first thought was i hope they're retelling one of the games i love so much so that people who've never gotten to experience yeah. the games can get to experience one of those stories and then i heard that it's going to be a completely original story set in the universe of the mmo and my first thought was, why? why? Yeah. Why? Why you would have an you MMO? That? Tell the story in that. But here's where I think it becomes genius and actually checks off a lot of the boxes. Because at first I was like, no, you've got 
beloved characters already tell the story of, I know we were already remaking Seven, but Cloud and Aerith are tell the story of Terra and Locke and Celeste. Like, tell those stories. They're, and I still believe that, by the way. I'm, I would like to see those things. But yeah. the MMO, the Final Fantasy XIV, ex- exists in a universe where almost all of it is canon and has happened or existed, and it's grown so big that it incorporates kind of the entire history of the series, and which I know sounds crazy and weird, but now the idea of like dropping an original cast of characters into what is essentially the Final Fantasy multiverse with the freedom and creativity to pull on whatever they want but hopefully without messing it up because they're telling original stories. Like I'm curious, it's still not what I wanted. Uh, you know, they're, they're under no obligation to give me what I wanted, but I think that's a really interesting way to, to take this thing that we've been talking about where it's like, they don't want to risk messing up any of their beloved characters. So they're going to introduce new ones, but they're going to put them in a universe where all of those other characters are theoretically out there. Like, I, I mean, just pull on what resources you already have from the series, right? We already have established that Square and the people who make Final Fantasy can make good stories. Use them to make a new good Final Fantasy story. It could work if they can do it as a television show. And, you know, their their movies have been good, uh, oftentimes criticized for not being, you know, like I said, the first one wasn't Final Fantasy enough. The the movie they made for Final Fantasy 15. The other movies they've made are either prequels or sequels to their video games, which makes them odd in this whole conversation. They're not standalone products and they're not meant to be standalone. So it, it's just difficult to judge them. Um, so this is just a, a whole new thing, you know, telling a, a story over the course of a live action television series is, it's going to be very different for people who've only told stories through video games before and, and through movies that are directly related to those games. We'll see. It, the one thing I will say is no matter what, you're never going to please everyone. Like, yeah, there's going to, there's always going to be people that are like the super hardcore double lore people that are like, here's the smallest, tiniest detail that you got wrong and it ruins everything. And I have an uncle who will not watch comic book movies because none of them are exactly the same as the books he read growing up and he just won't do it. It's the wrong (laughs) Spider-Man. You know, uh, what's his name? Wolverine's too tall. You know, and and it, I haven't gotten over it ever since. <laughs> he would have he would have hated Civil War. Yeah, I had this, I this will say, Civil War at all. This has nothing to do with Civil War. Where's I the Fantastic Four? A little bit. Dear Where's me. Reed Richards in the negative zone? What's going on here? <laughs> None of Civil War took place. They basically just took the title of it Spider-Man. and com- and changed every single other aspect of it. Yeah. I would have liked that movie more, literally, if it hadn't been called Civil War, <laughs> which is dumb. Yeah, I thought they did a great job of uh, adapting to the universe that they had created to make an interesting Civil War, but 
Like it's not, it had nothing to do with it. Like privacy was never a concern. The dude literally comes out and was like, I'm Iron Man in a press conference right. to start the entire thing. And it's like, well, privacy isn't going to be a problem here. <laughs> right. No way to go back on that. Um, but I do think, ironically, I, I want to finish on that point because the MCU obviously changed a lot of things. And, and you just talked about it, Civil War and, and a lot of this other stuff. But I think the biggest reason for its success compared to lots of comic book movies that came out in the 90s that weren't successful is that it was true to the soul, the heart and soul of the comic books that they were adapting. They got a lot of stuff directly in there. Whatever they couldn't do directly, a lot of times they would wink and nod to the people who knew. So they're like, yeah, we know this is different, but you know, we're doing it this way now. Um, but they really were respectful of the source material. And I think that's why comic book movies are successful now when they haven't been before. And that's still the biggest hurdle we've got to get over with the video game movies and adapt whether it's tv or movies like and that's what made castlevania and the witcher so good and not where i've got to like make an argument like actually if you take it your, your goggles off spirits within is a decent flick that aged well like, no castlevania and the witcher are just damn good television regardless of who you are and i don't think it's a coincidence that those are some of the most respectful of the source material like the number of easter eggs in castlevania is insane they put music from the game into the show on multiple occasions that is that, that's a, that's a level of respect i never expected to see in a video game adaptation but they know it's a big part of the original franchise and i think that's the key here here uh, <laughs> all right is that, is that good to wrap it up there then? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Let's, let's leave it at that. Appreciate everyone for hanging out. Let us know uh, what are your, some, what I can talk. It's fine. I've podcasted before. What are some of your favorite television shows and movies based on video games? And what are some you're excited for coming up? Uh, we talked about a couple of them. I'm sure there are a few more on the horizon that we have no idea about. Um, like learned about the Sonic movie only when it became a, an internet meme. So yeah, yeah let, let us know uh, what you're looking forward to and or one you'd like to see. Write your own video game adaptation premise and send it to us. We'd love to hear about it. So make sure you're following the DNVR gaming account. You're following us on Twitch. You're subscribed on YouTube. Uh, you've got WGT Golf downloaded on either your phone or your laptop over at dnvrgolf.com. And otherwise, you're just being cool, being chill, being safe, taking care of each other out there, playing some games. Be awesome. For Rudo and AJ, I've been Drew. Thanks for listening, and we see you next time.